we have a, a, a new, uh, what would you call that, part of the stage. Um, and if you want to get rid of that, if you think it looks a little gaudy or ugly, or if you don't, there, I, have, I have a solution for getting rid of that. Let, let's take the thermometer all the way up, and when it gets to the top, we promise we'll, we'll get rid of that thermometer. We'll celebrate a little bit, okay? So uh, we are this afternoon going to be breaking ground out back here. Uh, the trusses arrived, if you didn't notice that. I don't think we did that intentionally. It just kind of happened. So nice job, Aaron, working that out just so perfectly. But uh, about 12.15, it won't be long, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and then uh, we do have a potluck. They invited you to stick around. We, we're going to have plenty of food. So uh, please stick around. We, we'd love to have you uh, stay and be a part of that. Um, one more thing that I wanted to mention, our head usher, um, he would be Jack Coates. He married his wife. She was only about four at the time. Uh, but now they've been married 50 years, and that doesn't happen uh, by accident. So stand up. We want to celebrate Jack and Linda. Thanks. Yay. Where's your child bride at? I saw her. Is she up there? Okay. Hi, Linda. Nice. <laughs> well, we are in week 25, if you can believe it, in the story where uh, Jesus reveals himself to his disciples and uh, he tells them, I really am the Son of God. I really am the second person of the Trinity. And uh, after that, uh, some really wild things happen. Um, I want to begin by asking you a question. What are some things that you see people are afraid and fearful of today? What are, what are common things that people around you, of course, you're not talking for yourself, you're talking for others, but what are some things that other folks around you, you see, are afraid of? What are, what are they uh, feeling anxiety about? Anybody? Anybody? Go ahead. Financial, okay. So that's a common one these days. Someone else. What are some other things that people are fearful and stressed and feeling uh, anxiety over? Can you think of something? Peter. Terror. Terror. Yeah, that, that something that happens somewhere else might actually come over here. And, and even if it's not in northern Michigan, just in the United States, I agree. Uh, that, that's frightening. That brings some anxiety and some worry. Someone else. What are some things that people today, Chrissy, are fearful about. Okay, wow, yeah. That, that uh, maybe somebody uh, might uh, just decide to start annihilating big cities. Yeah, that, that's frightening. It's not a good thought. Uh, way back there, can you say it nice and loud, Russ? Death. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it, many of us are uh, looking forward to that, right? Or, or maybe we are. It's, it's not being dead, it's the dying part that scares us, right? Yeah, yeah. Anybody else? What do you think, Jay? Rejection. Wow. That's, that's deep. But I think you're right. If, if people don't like us, if people don't want to have anything to do with us. Okay. Anybody else? What are people stressed and fearful about today that you think, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Anybody? What do you think, Carol? 
sickness. Yeah. And uh, just the thought of not feeling well, and maybe it'll linger, and maybe it'll be a long-term sickness. Yeah, I think that's, that sparks some fear in most of us. Hey, I, I looked up some fancy things that people are afraid of, uh, and some of these I'm not going to be able to pronounce very well. So are you okay if I uh, share? Um, here's some more fears. Cathisophobia. Uh, and I know none of you have this, because it's the fear of sitting. Um, uh, here's, here's one. Uh, ablutophobia. And that's the fear of taking a bath. It's a real thing. It really is. Uh, here's an interesting one. Electrophobia. And that's the fear of chickens. Yeah? Okay. I'll give you another one. And this is the hardest one to pronounce, so I'm going to go nice and slow to get it correct. Arachabatyrophobia. Anybody know what that is? That is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> it's a true. That's a true fear. It really is. Uh, here's one. Uh, uh, paleophobia. Paleophobia. Anybody know what that is? It's the fear of bald people. I won't point anybody out, right, Dorothy? But I know you don't have that. Automatonphobia. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know this one. The fear of ventriloquist dummies. And the last one is phobophobia. And I think some of you might be able to figure that one out. That's the fear of being fearful, the fear of fears. So there's, there's lots of things in this worry that fill this life, that fill our lives with stress and troubles. Matter of fact, Job 5, 7, listen close, man is born unto trouble. John 16, Jesus warns, in this world, you know this one, don't you? You will have trouble. You're going to have difficulty. You're going to have stresses. You're going to have things that worry us. Today we're going to look at the words of Jesus as he deals with people who were stressed out. Jesus is going to talk today as we study uh, people who are worried and agitated and deeply troubled. And here's what I know. Jesus' words to them still apply today. Jesus' words that we're going to study in just a few moments uh, that he gives to them to encourage and console and bring some peace to their lives, those words still apply to you and to me. So they apply to our lives today in 2017. Uh, we are going to be in John chapter 14. Uh, we are now at the very end of Jesus' life. Uh, this is actually the last day, Thursday night, and the next day he's going to the cross, John chapter 14, uh, let's stand and read the first seven verses out loud together. Please stand if you're able, and uh, we're, we're going to read uh, what Jesus has to say to some agitated, worried, stressed out disciples. Ready? Here we go. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so... 
what I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you'll know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for uh, these words that bring comfort and peace and wisdom. And Lord, they brought peace and wisdom and calmness to the hearts of the disciples. And I'm praying that they'll do the same today, uh, 2017. Lord, might we understand what's going on here? Might we understand the advice, the, the challenge that Jesus is giving us? And Lord, I'm praying that you'll help us to tune in and listen well. I want to pray specifically right now for some who are here and they're right in the middle of a fearful and a troubling situation. I know for a fact, Lord, there are some right now and uh, things aren't going well and there's lots of stress and there's lots of anxiety and there's lots of uh, uh, just being overwhelmed. Lord, would you bring grace and mercy to help them? in their time of need. We invite your spirit right now, the third person of the Trinity, to come and be welcomed in your church. And more specifically, Lord, you come and be welcomed in our individual lives. We slide off the throne. Uh, we slide over to the passenger seat. Jesus, you come and drive. You, you come and sit on the throne of our lives. May Jesus be lifted high today in his church. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one strong voice, you can be seated. Most commentators uh, believe that, uh, again, this is the upper room. He's giving instructions, upper room discourse. Um, and uh, it's Thursday night. Uh, as a part of this instruction, Jesus is going to wash the disciples' feet. He's going to celebrate with them the last, uh, last supper. And he's really getting them ready because tomorrow is Good Friday when he's going to go to the cross. Now, if you back up and look at chapter 13, if you have your Bible, uh, verses 31 to 38, Jesus is very clear, very blunt, he's going to die. Now, what's interesting, he's been telling them that for a long time over the course of the last three years. But it seems that maybe for the very first time, they get it. They, they, they understand. And, and the events have come together, and now they get it, and they realize Jesus is about to leave, and they're filled with grief, and they're filled with fear, and they're filled with worry. Understand the situation? Now Jesus is going to speak to them in their grief, in their worry, 
in their stress, and he's going to attempt to calm their hearts. Verse 1. Here's what Jesus says. First thing. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I think that's interesting, don't you? Do not, disciples, do not allow your hearts to be troubled. Which just, Just pause for a moment. Which means, as... A human being, we do have some power, some control over our emotions, over our feelings, over being troubled. Did you know that? You're not hopeless. You're not helpless. We're not just a defenseless victim. Look at verse 1. This is Jesus talking, not not Jeff. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Take charge of your hearts. Take charge of your grief. Take charge of your fear. Take charge of your worry. And then notice what he says. What am I supposed to do with it? You believe in God. You believe in God the Father. Believe also in me. You already, you already are believing in Jehovah God. That's good. But now you need to transfer that belief to me, Jesus says. I, I want you to believe in me. I I want you to trust me with what's going on in your life. Trust me with your fear and your worry and your trouble. So what's the first thing, what's the first cure, if you will, when we're feeling fear and worry and trouble? Ready? This isn't very deep. Run to Jesus with your worry. He says, trust in me. Okay? You, You can just hold on to it. And just stay troubled and fearful and stressed and and overwhelmed to the max. That's an option. Jesus says, don't do that. Don't let your hearts overwhelm you right now. They're, They're not in a good situation. I want you to run and believe in me with what's going on in your heart right now. Now, Jesus, again, has explained, I'm not the lion. I'm not the conquering king like you hoped I would be. I know you want me to come and and get rid of your Roman problem, but that's not how I'm coming the first time, right? That's the book of Revelation. He says, instead, I've come as the sinless, sacrificial lamb of God. I am the solution to your sin problem, is what he says to them. I have come to seek and to save sinners. That's my first job. Um, In the book of Revelation, I'm going to come as the lion, and, and I'll finish things up, and I will be the solution to all of your Roman problems, but that's to come. Right now, you need to know I'm going to the cross. I'm going to save sinners like you, disciples, who believe in me and follow me. Note his words. Look at verse 1. Don't allow your hearts. Take charge of your emotions They're filled with trouble and grief and fear and worry. Trust in God. You're doing that already. That's how you were raised. But trust in me, Jesus says. Trust in me also. Hold your spot. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4 if you have your Bible. Logan will put it up there on the screen for us. Philippians 4 verse 6 says something similar but gives us a little more detail. A little more detail, okay? Here we go. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. 
Want to say it with me? Do not be anxious about anything. Okay? Now, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and, and I want you to answer, do not be anxious about anything. Ready? Want to say it again? Do not be anxious about anything. So when I ask you a question, that's your answer, okay? Well, what if I lose my job? Do not. Well, what if my child is a prodigal? What if the doctor says the words cancer? What if terrorists attack America? What if the worst happens and a loved one gets sick and dies? Okay, that's good. <laughs> okay, Pastor Jeff, nice, but, but what am I supposed to do? I mean, don't do it. That, that's, that's one instruction, but, but what am I supposed to do when worry and fret and fears and being stressed hit me? Uh, you said, don't worry, don't be anxious. What's a follower of Jesus supposed to do? Go back to Philippians 4. Okay, here we go. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, pause, every stress, every worry, every fear, but in every situation, instead of worrying and fretting and being overwhelmed and being anxious, what are you supposed to do? What's the text say? Last part of verse 6. By prayer and petition... With thanksgiving, oh, Lord, I'm glad you're there. Present your requests to God. Present your requests to God. So I can hold on to it, and I'm going to be overwhelmed and worried and stressed um, and, and filled with anxiety. Or Philippians 4, 6 says, I can give the fear, give the worry, give the stress to the Lord. You see the choice here? You can hold on to it, and it's going to overwhelm you. Or as John chapter 14 and verse 1, what does Jesus say? Turn to me. Trust in me. Uh, trust in my mighty hands. Trust in my sovereign plan. And, and I love the exchange that Jesus says. Okay? So please understand, now I'm filled with fear. I'm filled with worry. There's stress. There's a situation in front of me that's troubling. I can hold on to it. Or what can I do? What, is, what does Paul say here, Philippians 4, 6? Or I can give it to who? I can give it to the Lord. Yeah, I can give it. Jesus, I'm going to trust in you right now. I give it to you. And now watch the exchange, verse 7. This is, this is wonderful. The great exchange and the peace of God. I just gave that stressful worry to the Lord, gave it to Jesus. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I really don't understand, but it's gone, will guard your what? Your hearts and your in Christ Jesus. Did you catch what Jesus just said? When you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling stressed... Come and leave the trouble and the situation with me. Trust me with the situation that's maxing you and stressing you to the max. And I'll exchange your worry and your troubles and your fear and your anxiety with my perfect peace. Give it to me. Leave it with me. 
And then I'll give you my holy calmness to guard your emotions, to, to guard your personality, to guard your thoughts, your ideas, your motives, your memories, your attitudes. Uh, I'll exchange all of that fearfulness and afraidness, and instead of being afraid and overwhelmed, if you'll give it to me and leave it with me, I'll give you my perfect peace. But you have to trust me. You have to trust me enough, Jesus says, to give that situation to me, take your hands off, and then I'll give you my holy calmness in exchange. Perfect peace. Is that a good exchange? What do you think? Is that a good deal? Is that something that's worth remembering? Uh, so, so here's my question. Why would we walk around and carry these burdens? If that's available. Think about it. If, if Here's the options. I can walk around and I'm like carrying this 150-pound uh, sack of worry and stress and fear. And, and after a while, it's crushing me. Or, or I can give it to you, Jesus. And you've got almighty arms. You've got mighty hands. You know what you're doing. Uh, you're going to take really good care of that situation. And then you'll give me your perfect peace in exchange. Why on earth wouldn't I take advantage of that offer every time? You know why? We forget. <laughs> That's the truth. We forget. And, and our puny arms get crushed. And we, we take our eyes off of Jesus. And where are our eyes fixed instead? Where, where are our eyes fixed? Uh, on the situation, uh, on the circumstance that's making me worry and making me overwhelmed. Uh, Jesus says, go back to John 14 and verse 1. Will you choose instead to believe in me and to trust me? I, I'm, I'm not going to let my hearts get overwhelmed with the trouble I'm facing. I'm going to turn to Jesus and trust him and believe him. Second cure, if you will, that Jesus gives to his disciples. Verse 2. Hearts are worried. Heart, my, my mind is overwhelmed. Uh, there's trouble right here facing me, right in my face. Uh, verse 2. Uh, think about it. My father's house has many rooms. Yeah, I know mansions. Uh, we Americans, we like to think that we get our own Jed Clampett mansion, right? Uh, Actually, the word is rooms. Uh, sorry, it's going to be more of a hotel instead of everybody gets their own 500 acres and a horse. Uh, but the key is not the room, and the key is not the mansion. The key is who owns the rooms and who is the owner of the rooms. I'll give you another run at that, okay? Who is the owner? This isn't a trick question. Back up to verse 1. It's who we're supposed to believe in, okay? Okay. Uh, Who's the owner of the rooms? Jesus is, okay? And he's the one who built it. And he built these rooms. And he says, I'm going to go and prepare some mansions. And if it weren't so, I, I would have told you that I'm going there and I'm going to prepare this amazing place for you. And I'll come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Second reason we don't need to have a troubled heart. Ready? If you're taking notes, here it is. Because no matter what happens to us here on earth, if we've said yes to Jesus by faith, we win. Isn't that good? 
we win. We are winners in Jesus Christ. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, We get to go and be with Jesus and live in the place that he's personally prepared for us. So no matter what happens, no matter what I'm facing, we win. Think about it. doesn't really matter what happens. If the worst news comes my way, if I know Jesus personally, and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, we win. I think you should say that right now, because you, you need to be convinced. We win. Okay, say it. We win. I'm on the winning team. I know who... I belong to, and he belongs to me, and we win. 2 Corinthians 4.17 For our light and momentary troubles, I don't care what you're facing right now, in view of eternity, here's how Paul says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory, thank you, Logan, that far outweighs all the troubles. Verse 18, We fix our eyes, not what is seen, but what is, this is the hard part, to fix our eyes, not on what I see, the trouble, but I fix my eyes on what is unseen, since what I see right now, that's just temporary, but what's unseen is what? What's the last word there? It's eternal. (laughs) It's so easy to fix your eyes on the temporary. It's natural. That's why we get this instruction. Paul's saying, normally when there's trouble and difficulty and fear and stress, my focus is all over that. And he said, you must train yourself to realize this is temporary and I win. (laughs) And no matter how this situation goes, uh, I'm a winner because I'm in Jesus Christ. This trouble I'm facing is temporary and it will not last. Some of you that are right in the middle of trouble right now, you, you need to hear this. Okay? So I'm talking to you. This trouble that you're facing right now is temporary. And it will not last. That's what Second Corinthians just said. It's, it's temporary. And, and it's in view of the eternal. It's just temporary. And you've got the eternal. And in the eternal, you are a winner. The troubles and fears we face will soon be over. Is that not good news? Just rest. The joys that are coming will last forever. Now, let me uh, get you to use your sanctified imagination with me. Can you do that for a moment? Okay, here we go. Every one of you here right now are a professional football player. So look at each other around you. There might be a linebacker. There might be uh, a quarterback or two. Uh, I suspect there might be uh, several kickers here today. Uh, but, but anyway, you're a professional football player. Can you believe that? Okay. Now, now track with me for a moment. And I'm about to tell you that the team that you're on this year is crazy good. And your team which you're going to play every game. Uh, You're going to be a big part of your team's success, but your team that you're on right now is so good, you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. How's that sound? Balcony? Sound pretty good? You are a professional, and you are going to be in the Super Bowl this year, and you are going to be a part of the Super Bowl, 
and the, the team is going to use you, and you are integral, and you are important, you help your team to victory. Uh, I just need to tell you, give me your eyes right now. But in the last few minutes of the game, you're going to break your leg really bad. Okay? So all year long, you were used. You're, you're a part of the team. The team needed you. You were valuable. You were important. But in, in the last quarter, last few minutes of the Super Bowl, uh, and you helped your team to victory, but you're going to break your leg so bad, they've got to bring one of those carts out, and they're going to lift you, and they're going to cart you out of the stadium and take you to the hospital. So you got the situation? You're going to have a great year. Um, you, you are, you are going to be a part of a Super Bowl winning team. You helped your team to victory. Your team wins the Super Bowl. Uh, but you're going to break your leg really bad right at the end. Now here's my question. How many of you are still willing to play even though you know right at the end there's going to be a little bit of pain involved? Come on. I want to, yeah. How many of you say, okay, okay, I, I'm going to be, I could say for the rest of my life, I was a part of a Super Bowl team, and, and I was a big part. Yeah, anybody on the balcony? You, you're, you're still in? Okay, okay. Uh, my team wins the Super Bowl, and, and I'm still in it. And, and I say to you, some of you are thinking, but you're going to get hurt. But, but you're going to break your leg. And you say, you're right. But my team wins, <laughs> and my team needs me, and I'm going to be an important part of my team, and that pain that I'm going to experience right at the end, it's going to be worth all the trouble and the pain and the rehab that it's going to take. Listen to these words, Romans 8:31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Verse 37, Romans 8, Knowing all these things, all these troubles, trials, difficulty, and you can read Romans 8, he talks about them all. In all these things we are more than conquerors through Jesus who loves us. Hey, Team Walloon. Give me your eyes. We're on Christ Jesus' team. You understand that? Maybe you don't get it, but the stakes in this game called life, give me your eyes, are a thousand times greater than any Super Bowl that's ever been played. This thing called life that Jesus has called us to be a part of his team, the stakes are infinitely greater than any any game of any sort that's ever been played. Any Super Bowl, we'll say it, because that's the biggest game there is that's ever been played. And guess who's chosen you? Coach Jesus has personally created and chosen you to be a part of his team. Just, just let that soak in. He said, you know what? I created you because I want you on my team. I want to use you on my team, and we're going to have wonderful and victorious things, fruit, activity, because of this thing called life this season. Okay? And, but here's the warning. Are you ready? Give me your eyes. 
but you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. You're going to have trouble, and you're going to have anxiety, and you're going to have some fear as a part of your season. But I want you to know, team, you ready? Your team wins. You are on the winning team, and it's going to make an eternal difference in this world we live in. Because you're on Christ's team, and, and you win, and, and that's going to make a difference for not just yourself, but lots of folks around you. Because the Super Bowl trophy of life, if you go back to John 14, go with me real quick, okay? Go to John 14. Remember that verse 2, in, in your mansion, okay, Peter? In your house, you're going to get to hang the Super Bowl trophy of life in your house because you were a part of Coach Jesus' team. Does that make sense? You, you're going to be a part of the winning team, but you need to understand there's going to be some pain involved. There, there might be a concussion. There might be a broken leg. Uh, there might be some really bad stuff that happens. Uh, there might be lots of stitches involved at some point. But please know it's going to be worth it because you're on the winning team. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through who? Where does victory come from? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory, 1 Corinthians 57, through our Lord Jesus Christ. So here's my question. Are you still willing to play? Are you still willing to step up and be on Jesus' team? Now think about it. Here's the options. I can walk around with the stress and the worry and the fear, and it will cripple me, and it will overwhelm me, and... and Pretty soon, I'm not, I'm not any good to anybody or even myself. So the, the, the trouble of this world aren't going away. Or I can trust in Jesus. I can believe in him. I can run to him in my times of stress and worry and stress. And I can give him all that's, that's overwhelming me. And what does he give me in return? What does he give me? Is his holy calmness, his perfect peace. And then he says, and just remember, this is all temporary. This is because I got this amazing place that you get to come and be with me. And I'm going to prepare it, and, and, I, and I want you to be on my team. But just know there's going to be some pain. There's going to be some struggle. There's going to be some rehab. But please know we win. 1 Corinthians 15 57, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I need to ask you, still willing to play Team Jesus? Are you? Go ahead, you can answer. Or, or, here, or you can sit on the sidelines and worry and fear and stew and complain. That really is the choice. Just, just, just sit on the sidelines and, and, and be Eeyore, and oh well, my team always loses. You, you can go with that. That's a choice, and, and the Lord will let you do that. Or you can say, no, no, I, I, I'm going to step up and do it Jesus' way, and I'm going to run to him and give it to him. I'm going to leave it with him, and then I'm going to 
enjoy his perfect peace. And then I know this is temporary. And wow, get to hang that trophy in that amazing mansion, in those wonderful rooms that he has prepared for us. Bow your heads. Shut your eyes. I know we're all in different places right now. Some of you, things are going really, really well. Praise the Lord. Enjoy the mountaintop. I'm glad you're scoring for Jesus. I'm glad he's using you and uh, been seeing touchdown after touchdown for him. That's wonderful. And yet, some of us are here today and... uh, That's not exactly how it's going. Uh, Been overwhelmed with stress and worry and fear and trouble. So we have two options, don't we? We can uh, sit on the sideline and we can uh, fret and worry and stew and complain and whine and be upset. And maybe we all have to have a little bit of that when hard times come. But eventually it's going to be time to pick up and do it God's way, to do it Jesus' way. He says, you trust in God the Father. Will you trust in me? Will you trust in me? Will you run to me with your fear and your worry and your stress? Or will you trust me enough to give it to me and then take your hands off? And you say, Pastor Jeff, I've done that a hundred times. Well, it's time to do it the hundred and first. And Lord, now help me give it to you again. And Lord, help me this time to leave it with you just a little bit longer than I did last time. While I'm waiting on you, Lord, I'm going to enjoy that perfect peace, that holy calmness to guard my heart and my mind. And please know, some of you are right in the middle of some really tough trouble. Know this, it's temporary. In view of eternity, this this is really short. And in and through Jesus, we are winners. And he's right now preparing this amazing place for us. Lord, we look forward to those days where we're going to be with you face to face for all of eternity. I want to pray for my brothers and my sisters who are here right now. Would you help them to fix their eyes on the eternal? It's so easy to get our eyes fixed on the temporary, on the trouble, on the problems, on the fears. Lord, help us to fix our eyes on you. We are winners in and through because of your son, Jesus. Thanks for your very encouraging and instructive Lord, my prayer is we wouldn't just be hearers of your book. Help us not just say, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Lord, I'm praying that we might become doers. 
put it into practice. And Lord, I'm praying that as we live this way, people around us who don't know your son, who see us facing fears and stress and struggles head on, and, and yet there's your perfect peace going on, Lord, might they be hungry for what you're doing in our lives. Might they want Jesus who's active and alive working in us. We love you. It's good to be your children. It's good to be students of your book. I pray for your blessing upon the church family here this week ahead. It's in Jesus' name we